This is the Fast Founder Series podcast, where you can get an exclusive glimpse on Africa's fastest growing startup companies. Follow the stories of some of the continent's leading entrepreneurs and founders, brought to you by the Fast Accelerator program from Flatmax in partnership with Microsoft. Today, we sat with the CEO and founder of Snark Health. Partner with your doctor, leverage your data, pay less. You may find Snark Health products and services on marketplace.flatmax.com. My name is Edwin, uh, with the background in telecommunications, and I'm the CTO uh, of Snark Health. So a little bit of what we are building, we are addressing uh, two, two things, cost and accessibility. Mm. And um, just to give an overview of how we started, uh, I've known Hank for the last 24 years. I met Hank first time in 1998 when he, he traveled to Kenya to do a volunteer program. And since then, he, he built a sustainable organization with my dad. And uh, they were focused on four pillars, that's healthcare, uh, HIV AIDS, education and microenterprise development. Mm -hmm. So fast forward a few years later after I, I finished my university in, in Italy, I moved to London. Uh, I'm also second time founder. So my first startup is based in London, uh, focused on portable power, uh, power network. And then when traveled back to Kenya, I, 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 you know, I, I, we started thinking about what else can we do leveraging our technology in the healthcare space. So that's how Snacket was born, and now we're building Snacket. Okay, interesting. Uh, I'd also like to hear from Hans' perspective what his story is and how Snacket came, came about, basically. As Edwin talked about, uh, I was first in Kenya back in 1998 and started working with Edwin's dad. On uh, We started off with uh, HIV education. Uh, then we expanded into healthcare. Uh, we built a school, a small business development uh, for women. And over the course of the years, we've continued to, to be in touch with both have a, a passion for how we can leverage technology to uh, improve access and lower cost of care for uh, patients in Kenya. But the, the issue of access and cost are not just uh, unique to Kenya. This is a, a global issue. More than half of the world's populations lack lacks access to essential health services as well as health insurance. So um, <clears throat> here in the U.S. I've uh, served in various leadership roles and uh, one of the uh, programs that I uh, designed and rolled out was the uh, Medicare bundle payments program for care improvement where we focused on improving quality and lowering costs from hospital admission to 90 days discharge. So uh, the combination of my experiences in Kenya as well as uh, working as a, a doc, both the bedside and leadership roles in the U.S. has led us to where we are today, building Snark Health. Excited to be here. Great, great, great. Uh, and I'm very glad to host you guys. I'm going to switch to Ed in here. Um, basically give a, a brief overview of the company uh, based on the Kenyan ecosystem, um, how it fits into the, the industry and the marketing journey. Yeah, yeah, good question. So first of all, some background information on, on the situation of the healthcare. 
Uh, Kenya alone, for example, only 15% uh, of Kenyans in the informal sector uh, have access to the National Health Insurance Fund, leaving majority of Kenyans uh, paying out of pocket. And what we're seeing here, basically patients are dying prematurely or simply going broke. So, so the big question is, whether I don't have insurance or I have insurance, can I still access healthcare and affordable and quality? So this 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 is a, a serious need, and and just to to this is something that has been there for so many years. Uh, personally, on a you know on a personal level, when I was 11 years old, uh, I was transferred over a hundred pints of blood because I I suffered from a condition that was almost like plastic anemia. So that means. We, we traveled across the country looking for help. And that time we didn't have any health insurance. So that means my parents had to continue raising money so that we can try to find help. Mm -hmm. So, and then 24 years later, it's still the same issue. So, uh, so that means we still have a long way to go, but this is the start. So if we can figure out an alternative payment model and actually help people without health insurance access healthcare, this will be a game changer. So, uh, and and how we're doing it, which I'll also let Hank uh, talk about it a bit, but uh, it's we do it through Hippocratic Coin uh, and our health savings vehicle. And uh, this, this over time, we're, we're helping patients and doctors also earn money from, from the platform itself. But how are we doing it? Through the identification of the data. So that means we de-identify the data and then we'll be able to, you know, to monetize on this data. And this money will go back to the doctor and the patient who created the data and it's in their wallet. So they can use it to again pay for healthcare expenses as needed. Yeah. Uh, and just before Hans uh, answered that question, I'm going to ask a follow-up question here. How would you describe the industry that you're in? Um, obviously, your solution is partly in health yes. uh, and partly in uh, finance. So maybe you can give a bit of a background on the industry and how you guys are positioned in the industry. Yeah, definitely. So uh, again, access and cost are an issue in Kenya and throughout Africa, uh, as well as, I mean, even here in the U.S., 30 million Americans lack access to health insurance. So uh, the, the big question that everybody's uh, trying to address is how do we, what are new ways to finance and deliver care. So current alternative payment models include uh, capitated payment models or bundled payment models. And while those may be a step in the right direction, I think we have to step back and say, okay, are these new models improving access and lowering costs? Um, possibly, but uh, I mean, at the end of the day, um, we need to think about things differently and, and how we can utilize data that's generated through the doctor-patient relationship to help more patients be able to access doctors. So uh, that's a big component. And then uh, using at-risk contracting, so building on ex my experiences, um, <clears throat> if a patient's not able to pay for consultation, then it either doesn't happen or they have to go into debt to try to to uh, get healthcare services. So um, <clears throat> patients have a choice. They can uh, choose to uh, pay the consult fee or not. Uh, 
doctors have a choice. Doctors on our platform can say, you know what, uh, I'll provide the service at a cost of zero um, because I want to serve patients. Um, and if doctors make that choice, then uh, they retain a majority of the earnings from the de-identified data monetization. If a doc says, eh, that sounds interesting, but um, let me just get my standard rate, then that kicks down to us, Snark Health as an organization, and we uh, step in as a pair. And uh, the doc gets paid, the patient gets access to the service uh, that they otherwise wouldn't have access to because of uh, cost. And then um, we are the payer, and in exchange for us assuming that risk, then uh, we earn the majority of the upside of the de-identified data monetization revenue. So the company, what you're approaching, uh, your approach to the solution is very, very unique. Uh, it's had been done in a very complicated scenario. <clears throat> uh, just maybe to expound more on the solution here, yeah? I'm going to, <clears throat> to, 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 to base, uh, maybe you can base your question, your answers, excuse me, <clears throat> on UNSDG codes. Yes, yes. So we positioned to tackle uh, this DG3 uh, by UN, uh, which, which is good health and good, good health and well-being for all. So that means uh, at all stages, so from infant all the way, uh, how we making sure that the population is healthy. And, and of course, when you talk about healthy, so sometimes look at it, is it preventive healthcare or is it after? Do I go to hospital when I'm actually ill or can I take care, take care of myself before I become sick? Mm -hmm. So that's uh, how we're trying, we're positioning ourselves to, to ensure that you don't need to get sick to see a doctor. You can still talk to a doctor and find out, uh, you know, address any, any question. Right, great. Um, so I want I have to point out that Snack Health has a very unique solution, uh, which is in between two different uh, industries. Obviously, you are facing very unique challenges, which means you are going to face different challenges. Uh, you're going to um, have different solutions. What is your key takeaway for other startups who join the accelerator? Um, what would you advise them to do? Yeah, um, again, as mentioned, Finding the right accelerator is very important, mm. and um, not to 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 say uh, to say the least. But first is uh, I, I would recommend, I would highly recommend for any entrepreneur on the continent to join Fast Accelerator. It's a very intense, very fast-paced uh, you know uh, program, but it, it the outcomes you you get to see them quickly. During our program, we managed even to launch our Android app just within that time frame mm -hmm. and which has successful has been successful so far with uh, over a thousand plus downloads both for the doctor and patient app so uh, and again as always uh, always take that leap of faith don't overthink just do it uh, just do it and don't be scared to make mistakes mm -hmm. because that's how you learn mm -hmm. and uh, also and also don't be you know don't be scared about the nose uh, by the time you get the one yes you might have to bring at least 99 nose so if you if you haven't got a 99 nose just keep going just keep going okay. yeah all right so between the two of you um, there's a lot of experience um, coming from two different industries and your company has to work with very many other practitioners, uh, so many other parties. So my question here is going to be, does your product or service provide solution to SMEs 
um, besides yes. the, the, the individual contractors like social social workers, yes, does it partner with SMEs and how does that look like? And maybe Hanky, we should add to what I've been saying. Yes, yes. So uh, qu quickly, mm -hmm. again, our journey is end to end. Mm -hmm. So the the moment you pick the phone call, you want to consult a doctor. Mm -hmm. That's the telemedicine part, which is exciting and everyone is doing it. But of course, as we are trying to figure out all the way to the end in terms of cost. Mm -hmm. So once you pick the call, first step, you talk to a doctor virtually. If your issue still needs, you need a continued evaluation, what means is you move to step two and Snack Health will refer you to our narrow networks. So these narrow networks, this is where now the SMEs come in. Mm -hmm. We have guys who have private clinics, dispensaries, or even you know bigger hospitals who still want to increase a, bit, a little bit of their revenue. So you can imagine millions accessing our platform. They will be the patients will be referred to these small clinics, mm -hmm. and uh, then that way you know we're empowering them. We're, we're giving them more. Uh, you know, it's it's a profitable business for everyone who's plugged into this. And maybe just, maybe Hank, you can add on uh, narrow networks. This is a, another piece of the platform. So uh, in Kenya, as well as the US and, and uh, globally, healthcare is fragmented uh, from a uh, access point, from a pricing transparency point, um, from pricing in general. So. Uh, we, we know that narrow networks work because you identify uh, partners that are aligned and, and say, you, you know what, we want to serve your patients if they have diagnostic needs, if they have therapeutic needs. Uh, and in exchange for volumes, uh, we're going to offer your patients a discount. Uh, so it's a win-win for everybody. Yes, there will be some consolidation as that's the natural sequence of events, but at the end of the day, if there are, uh, if there are people in the uh, healthcare delivery chain that are uh, overcharging or not uh, um, providing good services, this allows, again, the, the patient to be at the forefront of the delivery and financing of, of healthcare. And that's, that's where it really should be. Then there's also opportunity for business intelligence solutions. Uh, so the businesses can um, predict and optimize their operations. So uh, not only more uh, serving more patients, but also visibility into uh, supply chain and, and being able to predict and forecast their needs and from a, a products but also from a, a staffing perspective all right uh, and basically your solution um the way it's poised um so you're trying to tackle challenges from multiple avenues uh, in different sectors with very many different practitioners in the field um myself and the company flapmax uh, came to work with you through the past experience. So maybe we should start with that. Um, how did you come to know about the past experience um, and what is the general feeling about uh, the acceptance, the expectations, the experience? Yeah, 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 very exciting. Uh, so first of all, uh, I learned about Flapmax uh, uh, during the call for applications. Um, I, I found it actually online, to be honest. Uh, I was searching for, you know, I was just looking around the African ecosystem, accelerators, what are they doing in healthcare, especially, because uh, very little is done in healthcare. So I wanted to figure out who else, you know, who are, who are trying to support businesses or entrepreneurs in healthcare. And 
Fluff Max, when I saw the call, I jumped on it, we applied, and we were so excited when we found out that we are selected among over 800 plus applications across Africa. So that's something special. Um, but then what's also more crucial to understand in the whole thing, uh, the right accelerator finding the right accelerator is very key for and you know and for any entrepreneur mm. some accelerators kind of know what they're doing but then they also end up wasting entrepreneurs time instead of focusing on businesses you're, you're taken through some sort of coursework trainings that don't really lead you anywhere mm. so fast has really been great uh you know amazing to us and more importantly the mentor network uh, you know, uh, first team, you guys did your assignment, you brought in very serious industry guys uh, who really, you know, helped us fine tune our business model and just go down to what's important. And then also beyond just the, you know, the mentorship, there's that promise which we are lifelong partners. So that means you didn't leave us just hanging after demo day. Uh, that means we'll con you'll continue supporting us and that's very valuable. It's something that you know, you can't take it for granted. Okay, great. Uh, yes, and I'm also looking forward to partner with you in the future. Um, and speaking of working together, one of the big moves that you guys have worked on is the migration to Microsoft Azure Cloud, um, yes. which I have to say you guys managed internally very successfully, which speaks volumes about your internal uh, dev team. Um, so with the migration, how has the, the experience been in general? Yeah, um, again, uh, Flapmax, you ensure that, you know, you, you didn't want to assume that each startup uh, has an idea of, you know, the platform, how it works. So we just, hey, these are cloud credits, have fun. You, you actually took us again to another mini quick training just to ensure that we understand what's, what's at stake. Mm -hmm. So after the training, we had, you know, we had to go through te te technical discussions. And as much as some of the things we, we knew internally, uh, how to navigate around the platform, but then the migration was, was quite easy. Mm -hmm. uh, it took us, I think, under three days, we were done moving all, all our infrastructure to Microsoft. And uh, and then also you, you the, the response time from Microsoft team, very good. Um, so, and we're consuming credits more than we even anticipated. So okay. yeah, <laughs> maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> it is a good thing. I think uh, the business side of, uh, the business side of, of using credits uh, means that you guys are active, you're busy, which is a good thing. Um, and also, one of the main features that you guys will be working on is AI, or at least you're working on at the moment. Yes. So moving forward, we're going to do the the proof of concept. Yes. But so far, uh, with the interaction with from interns from UF, University of Florida, yes. what is your feedback so far? Good. Yeah, amazing. So uh, again, in our earlier discussion, we we said how we want to use the AI for predictive analysis and that will help us determine also pricing and you know a lot of, a few things for example uh, at what point will the patient pay the consultation fee at what point will the patient decide uh, I want to take part of data monetization all these are AI and it has to be modeled uh, uh, appropriately and the interns have been very valuable uh, they they came on board and you know, we shared them a problem statement. They they digested the, the concept very quickly, and and, and just to speak, we, we, we are waiting now to look at also the code, uh, how far they've gone. But it has all been positive experience so far. 
Right. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'm also going to ask Hank here. Um, <clears throat> I like the fact that the interns are matching the the energy, the synergy within the the, the company, the teamwork. Um, what do you think about the co- cooperation between US and Kenya uh, between these two different companies in achieving AI solutions? Yeah, I think that there's a tremendous opportunity here. I tend to think about AI in terms of, uh, from an operational perspective, as well as a clinical perspective. Uh, I know that there are specific use cases from a clinical perspective with AI, and uh, there's definitely potential there. Uh, From our perspective, we're looking at uh, how can we leverage AI to improve operations and lower the burden on uh, docs and nurses at bedside because as technology advances and the delivery of care changes um, people are spending more and more time away from patients as opposed to with patients uh, listening talking coming up with plans education and so we're viewing our approach to utilization of AI is from an operational perspective initially so we can give uh, doctors and and nurses more time at the bedside to really deliver the the positive impact that they've spent their uh, lives learning and doing so uh, we're excited about uh, the future. Uh, I'm going to ask Hank. Uh, Obviously we have a great co-founder here in Kenya. Uh, He's been doing a very good job but uh, you, you've had to set up a company remotely. You have remote workers, you have remote partners. Um, so while working with, uh, in the general ecosystem, what would be advice to founders and co-founders and uh, even developers uh, because they are in, in the ecosystem? I would say find something that uh, you think that you could do better, uh, something that in your day-to-day life, uh, whether at work, professionally, or uh, sometimes personally, but uh, people that experience the systems over and over, years after years, decades after decades, uh, these are the people that we need to be uh, encouraging to lead with new solutions. Um, The folks on the ground in the trenches are the ones that identify the the opportunities for improvement and, and where where we can do better. Uh, so I think if anybody has ideas, uh, one, identify uh, what would make their daily lives better, and then, then two, uh, have the persistence to, to see it through. Uh, it's not, e- <clears throat> not easy all the time, but uh, having the conviction that what you're doing is worthwhile and uh, uh, worthy of spending the time on um, and hit the ground run and be be comfortable with what you don't know and uh, and then figure it out that's that's what we've been doing for a couple decades now let me talk about our current traction and uh, after we shipped the android up uh, the the number of patients on onboarded also increased so we're talking about at least 4,000 patients on the platform uh, 305 combination of clinic officers nurses pharmacies uh, doctors uh, on the platform and our community health workers were about 55 
And then we also have a virtual health community, which we didn't mention earlier on, but virtual health community basically means it's a group of uh, patients, doctors, public officers, community health workers, and the population in specific areas. So we, we, we launched one in Bungoma, and uh, it's, it's, it's there. So what, what, the, what a virtual health community means is the community is taking uh, their healthcare issues uh, themselves head on. So okay. because Snack Health, can't guess everything that's going on in communities. So mm -hmm. their community, they'll say, apart from this, we also need these. These are the type of diseases. Uh, so with that reporting, it informs Snackle to start improving the platform, adding more features and so on. And that's one way of also, you know, uh, decentralizing healthcare and, and making it accessible to everyone. Uh, so yes, yeah, so for the traction bit, uh, that's ongoing and uh, of course, marketing, we, we, we're doing one-on-one -on -one discussions with doctors because that's very important for them to understand how the platform works and not sell ourselves as a telehealth uh, you know, tech company. Um, and then for patients, we are, we're growing with community health workers and of course, social media is also helping us uh, to scale. From an attraction perspective, uh, there are different approaches on, on go-to-market. Uh, Digital health companies will will go uh, straight to patients um, because it's harder to convince doctors and, and healthcare workers that what they're building is something new that's actually going to be useful to the doc at the bedside. So um, again, tremendous interest and tremendous potential for digital health solutions, but um, at the end of the day. Many aren't built with the doctor, clinical officer, nurse in mind. Um, and again, there's there's nothing wrong with that approach. It's it's just different. Uh, I know for me personally, as a doc, you get bombarded with oh new ideas that are going to change everything. And um, yeah, maybe, but you, the solutions need to be built by the people that are in the trenches day after day taking care of patients. So um, that's been our focus is to uh, talking to docs, clinical officers, nurses, community health workers, the, the people that are at the core of the healthcare system and uh, listening to them, uh, meeting their needs because when you serve the, uh, the people that are delivering the care, um, and make their lives better, they're gonna be able to in turn serve more patients, uh, deliver higher quality care, a better patient experience. So uh, that's that's been our approach. Okay, uh, and maybe before I switch to Edwin back, uh, what would you describe as your uh, big breakthrough uh, as fast enough health goes? We're building a new way to pay for healthcare. I think that sums it up in a simple one-liner. Um, currently, you can pay for healthcare with insurance, which, uh, as Edwin talked about earlier, about 15% of Kenyans have health insurance. So for the remaining eight, <clears throat> 85%, they're left with cash. Um, getting healthcare is not cheap. Um, so these folks either don't get the care they need 
or they go broke um, or they die earlier. So uh, creating a new way to uh, get people the care they need when they need it is uh, important. And um, at this point, I'm not seeing anybody else out there trying something new. Um, so that's, that's what we're excited about. Yeah, uh, and also we've, uh, we've gotten some bit of partnerships going. Uh, so we, we have an organization. Uh, it's actually, they're also targeting uh, a lot of SMEs in Africa to, to help SMEs access, uh, you know, capital at a very, almost very tiny interest. So we, we talk to them because we also understand uh, healthcare practitioners, they, they also, you know, they also need just slightly more capital to continue running their clinics, you know, their places of, you know, of practice. So, so we would like our members, people using our platform to, to tap also into this opportunity so that they can fund uh, the, you know, their, their practice day to day. So that's one partnership that's ongoing and, uh, and I think that's also going to be a game changer. Okay, so let's speak about the, the, the bigger uh, region, uh, so Africa. So we've spoken about the fast accelerator uh, in partnership with Snack Health. We've also spoken about Snack Health as a solution. Uh, let's talk a bit about the uh, startup ecosystem in the country, in the region. Uh, what are your thoughts so far as a player? Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that I've, I continue seeing and I appreciate is uh, Nairobi, first of all, uh, it's one of the destinations, uh, you know, Silicon Savannah that was coined, but still uh, I feel uh, the, the energy here, people are building products and, and it's, it's really going very fast. So in East Africa, I would say Nairobi is positioned well, actually Kenya is positioned well in terms of uh, startups and, um, uh, and growth. Uh, of course, South Africa has a little bit of, uh, you know, high attraction. Um, so there's, there's that, which is a very encouraging thing to see. But then also, uh, there are also other challenges in the ecosystem that, of course, can spend the whole day talking about it. Uh, but what's important for me would be if governments could, could create more policies around supporting entrepreneurs. So instead of saying hard landing, we start saying soft landing. And then, you know, if, yeah. All right, great. Uh, I'm going to ask Hank this question, uh, maybe because you've already had a bit of a background of Edwin, um, as we wrap up. Um, what motivates you to to do your daily tasks, uh, especially running a startup in such a challenging ecosystem? That's a, a good question. And it boils down to when I yeah get up every day, uh, <clears throat> think about yeah wh what am I gonna do with my my day and time and um, I've been working as a doctor for the past 17 years and um, I've, yeah in the US as well as Kenya and and when you see that there's a better way to do things but yet uh, there are barriers to uh, to implementing a uh, new way of doing things uh, for multiple reasons um, it's not easy to make change. Uh, it takes uh, persistence um, combined with the understanding of the, the current state and uh, how we got here in terms of the financing and delivery of care in Kenya as well as in, in the U.S. And 
And so having a deep understanding of all the different components of uh, uh, paying for and delivering healthcare, um, combined with the, I'd say, um, the, uh, we'll just call it frustrations with the, the current system. So you combine those two and, and see a, a way to do things better and then we just uh, keep pushing forward. So uh, one step after the other and, uh, and we get there. All right, yes, you will. Uh, I'm going to ask Edwin the very last question here. Yeah? Um, where do you hope to see yourself in three to five years uh, with your business? Yeah, good question. Uh, so in terms of just some numbers, uh, we, we're targeting at least to serve over 700,000 patients uh, onboarded on our platform. And according to uh, WHO, uh, it's recommended one doctor per 1,000 patients. So, so, so the goal here is if we get in 700K, then also you should have at least more than 700 doctors, uh, sorry, 7,000 7, doctors matching to that. And we, we, what I'm seeing here is a reality where now uh, people will, will start accessing healthcare at affordable, in affordable ways, because they will have so many uh, ways to access healthcare, whether you have cash or you don't have cash. And also, uh, you know, with the Hippocratic coin and the health savings vehicle, that is going to propel uh, this growth. So, so this is a disruption and, 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 and three to five years, it's going to it's going to come to a reality okay yeah all right um so thank you so so much um thank you Hank, for facilitating this and working with the very challenging time zones and edwin as well yeah and also thank you for supporting the interns uh i've had all, all good uh, reviews from the different uh developers you're working with from the interns they're also so happy to working with you guys um i wish you luck and hopefully you're going to partner in the future um that is all. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank yes. You may find Snark Health products and services on marketplace.flatmax.com. You can follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, as well as YouTube to view the full Fast Founder series episodes.